podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to a very special episode of the Spurs Show. It might be the close season, but we had to come back to discuss the pretty big news that Tottenham have finally appointed their, I think it's their sixth manager in four years, I think. The arrival of Ange Postacoglu, the Australian coach uh, from Celtic, his last uh, club. Uh, is it a, a genius move by Levy? Is it utter madness? Well, let's discuss that tonight. Joining me this evening, my co-host, Mr. Theo Delaney. How are you, Theo? Good. I'm excited. Excited? Well, we're, we're, I mean, we're, we'll talk in a minute. You, you called yeah. this. Well, you wouldn't say you called it, but you plugged him quite a long time ago. So it'll be interesting to get your take on it. And our man currently in Istanbul, he's obviously, I assume he's there for the Champions League final. Might just be there on holiday. He's there, mm. the normal voice of doom, the voice of reason, some of you might say. Robert Easton returns. How are you, Rob? Hello, Michael. Hello, Theo. How are Hi. you? Good. Theo, Good. are we going to talk about the human rights issues oh, in dude. Istanbul before the final? Bloody hell. Get that net. That's a good point. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> well, we'll leave it. We'll leave oh, it this time. Or maybe not this show. No. Yeah, off maybe, off, air. off yeah, air. Off yeah. air. It's going to be a long, long evening. Right, so the news finally broke. Uh, Ange Postacoglu on a four-year deal, which surprised a lot of people. Originally, a lot of the... Uh, uh, um, so-called gentleman, the press was sent it to me a two-year deal with a one-year option. It's we believe a four-year deal, uh, not bringing much backroom staff. Certainly, unlike Conte, we believe John Kennett is coming with him. A couple of others, uh, an analyst that I think was at Tottenham for a little while, a while back, could be coming in. Uh, much loved by Celtic fans. I've spoken to a lot of Celtic fans who thought we didn't know who this guy was. We were very anti him, but my God, the football we've been playing. They've been, I think they've been scoring an average three goals a game. They won a 30-run unbeaten, 30-game unbeaten run. They're gutted to see him go. Theo, you when when we were looking at all the runners and riders a while back, he was kind of oh, I think he was around 40 to 1 with the bookmakers. And I remember you going, oh, Posta Coglu, you you were quite quite keen to have him in a while back. Do you, do you still feel the same now? Yeah. And um, I just looked at that list at that point. Yeah. So this would have been a few days after after Conti had gone, mm. and I and there were a lot of the usual suspects, and then there were, you know, there were sort of big names, and and he just seemed the different one. He mm. seemed different from the others. Uh, and I had on my podcast, I've had Celtic fans, my yeah. Life Goals podcast, mm. and I, so I was already aware of how right. much they absolutely loved him. And actually, you know, we, we all keep up with, I mean, we don't follow Scottish football that much, but I mean, you know, we're aware of what happens, you know, in terms of who's winning and, and Celtic, he had done this extraordinary thing, but they, they, I think they lost that title when Gerard won the title for Rangers by about 24 points. There so when 25 he turns up, points. So he, so 25 he, he points. 25, but they won it by about 14. So there's a Which 13, 39 point turnaround. First season. Yeah. First season, and that was after a tricky start. He turns up, they say, Who are you joking? An Australian from the J League? Mm. No way, we're not having this. They, and they felt had no players. He, he brought 12, had to bring 12 new players into the squad as well. Yeah. And you they know. felt the fans, with, you know, what football fans are like, we all know, 
they were they were not only disappointed they were absolutely disgusted that they were being offered this up as as the and in fact he was wasn't even first choice if you remember they they thought they were getting Eddie Howe and Eddie Howe at the last minute got cold feet so they were mm. dead against it he had some really bad results early on and they were in danger of becoming a laughing stock that was what fans often worry about that more than anything else mm. are we going to be a laughing stock we already are a laughing stock so i mean how yeah, much further, so further can we go and then he turns it around to the extent that you just said. He turns a 24-point deficit into a massive, um, you know, he won it by miles. Mm. And and he does that inside one season. So that's why I, I like the look of him uh, at that point. Obviously, there are pros and cons. Mm. And I've got a feeling we might be about to hear some of the cons. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I mean, Rob, you've you've coached uh, uh, sort of up, certainly up to, to non-league level. You've, you've coached players around the world. Um, just a, for, for those of you that don't know, uh, started at South Mel- Melbourne, uh, um, where he played, I believe, went to the Socceroos national team under 20s. There it didn't work. He then was in the wilderness for a couple of years, was striking, kind of went to an Australian non-league team, then went back, took over Brisbane Raw, 36 unbeaten run, became champions, uh, then did well again at Melbourne, and then coached the national team, 2014 World Cup, got to the 2018 World Cup and walked, although he'd qualified. They also won the Asian Cup as well. And then went to the J-League. And for the first time in 15 years, Yokohama won it. And then obviously we know what he did at Celtic. Had had he been on your radar at all? And and Rob, Australians and sports generally have a great pedigree. Do you think this could work? Answer, absolute answer is I have no idea whatsoever. (laughs) Um, I guess, obviously, we've tried many different things here. I I would say, from a positive point of view, it might be a good idea to have a manager now who doesn't feel like his ego is such that he feels he's bigger than the Mm -hmm. club, Mm -hmm. which is what we had maybe with Mourinho and Conte. Um. It needs uh, a fresh approach, which I'm quite happy about. Um, I mean, being a coach that went to America that nobody knew, when 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 you're not when you are kind of unknown, you are there, there, there'll be the skeptics, but you are given a little bit of an open mind, you know, and and people are willing to see how you perform. And if you can, it's all going to depend on how he does early. If he hits the ground running then everyone will get behind him and it'll be a very exciting uh, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But if he comes out of the traps in the start of the season and goes two or three unbe- uh, two or three games without a win, there'll be enormous pressure put on him immediately. Because, I mean, yeah. yes. I mean, no, I, was because, I mean, the only, I'm just, I mean, Pochettino was unknown, but in fairness had managed in the Premier League and you had the Premier League, Southampton, he got into eighth. The only foreign manager I can think of we have had as Tottenham, who I had no idea who was, who came with a massive pedigree and everyone, as we did, looked things up, was Christian Gross, who had a great pedigree, albeit in Switzerland, uh, and obviously didn't cut it here, went back to Switzerland and did various things. So, Theo, my point is, it's all very well going, look what he's won, Japan, Australia, the national team, Scotland. Is the jump to... You know, certainly financially, the, the the greatest football league in the world. Do you think it's just going to be too massive for him, or do, could you argue that he's a good coach, giving even better players with his style, 
And this could be unbelievable. I mean, he, he plays exciting football on the front foot, keeps going for 90 minutes, doesn't like negative stuff. Um, what's your feelings? Do you think... Just well, I, I think he's... Uh, these are the, the good things. He's never failed. He's mm. walked from jobs where he's... Because yeah. he won't stand for any nonsense from the people above him yes. or anything like that. But he that's has not, never really That doesn't bode well, then. <laughs> no, I mean, well, exactly. But that's, that's a potential negative because, I mean, the relationship... And that's always the potential negative, as we know, is the relationship between him and, and Levy and mm. and uh, Levy's small entourage. Mm. Uh, that, is a, that is a potential problem. But he's never failed. He has all the things you want. He has... Uh, he's inspirational. He mm-hmm. thinks about football in a bit. He talks in the way that Nicholson and Blanchflower used to talk. He talks about football as something more than a sport. He talks about the importance of it in people's lives, which I love mm. to hear. Yeah. The players that have played for him end up loving him, even though he doesn't have personal relationships with them. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. He's an inspirational figure. Players that have played for him say he knows more about what he's doing. He has more expertise than others that they've ever encountered. So the fans and the players always end up loving him. All of those are the pluses. The question that you ask is a, is the pertinent question. Can he go up to, a, a you know, several levels at once? Because mm. the Scottish League, let's be honest, with all great respect to them, is several layers below the Premier League mm. in terms of the standards. So you think to yourself, well, he's got all those qualities, but now he's got to face... Much better coach. He's never come up against these coaches before. Mm. He's only ever had to beat inferior coaches. But on the other hand, yeah, but he's he, when he comes up to this level, he also gets given more. He gets more mm. money to spend. He gets a better quality of player. I mean, whatever disparaging things we've all been saying about this squad that we've got at the moment, he's coming to a higher level of squad, better players. Uh, so although he's got higher level opponents, he also comes up and is equipped with better uh, weapons himself. So uh, the question is, does he have the personality and the expertise to operate at this higher level? And, and of course, like every other managerial appointment, we, we won't know until until it gets going and it's a roll of a dice. But I think it's exciting. I do mm. think it's exciting and fresh and different. Mm. And um, if he does succeed, you know, he reminds me of a bit. Bielsa. No one seems to be comparing him with Bielsa. People compare him to Klopp and stuff. I don't think he's like Klopp. Bielsa's like him. He goes and does jobs. He has one way of playing, and that is positive, great front foot football. He will not compromise at all. And wherever, whenever he leaves anywhere, usually they love him. Mm. I mean, look at those Leeds fans, the way they feel about Bielsa now. Mm. He, I mean, he's, like, he's like one of the greatest figures in Leeds history. They absolutely mm. love him. There are murals of him all over Leeds. He left two years ago, you know. Mm. So I think he's that sort of figure. So if it works, it, this could be great. Well, one coach, I mean, one coach that has come out and, and praised him is Pep Guardiola. One could argue the greatest yeah. coach, certainly the greatest coach currently in the game. Yes, Guardiola yeah. played him in, I think, um, some sort of world club championship. Yeah. And said, oh, God, they gave us a game. I think it was the Japanese team. They gave us yeah, a game. We've been interviewed right. this week, and they asked about him. And he said, absolutely yeah. great coach. And Guardiola, yeah. to come out with that, to me, that means, a big deal. That means yeah. something, Rob. Yeah. This is, this is an interesting point, because you just used the word coach. Mm. And I do still think that there is a huge difference between a coach and a manager. Yeah. And ultimately, this guy could be someone who's very good on the training field, probably going to be very fresh, uh, exciting drills, which the players will enjoy doing. And, you know, he'll have a good philosophy and whatever. But ultimately, when push comes to shove, this is all about the egos that play in the Premier League. Mm. 
Mm. He goes that he wouldn't have come across, I don't think, at this type of level, earning the kind of money that they're earning. Okay. Having to deal with midfielders who like Endon Belly, who is possibly coming back, right? Um uh Basuma, people like this, I mean, who are gonna who 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 have not established themselves yet in the Spurs side. Um obviously the Kane issue. I mean, is he a big enough name for Kane to want to stay at Tottenham? Is mm-hmm. he the one that Kane thinks, well, you know something? I'll I'll hang around because this guy is going to be something completely like that's going to take us to another level. Um, I, I, my concern here is that in terms of a coach and 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 the way that we'll play football, I'm quite excited. Like with the Theo, I'm I'm excited. It's fresh, um, you know, and I think I'm sure that the ball's going to get knocked around and people are going to be on the move and it's going to be quite front foot. In terms of having to deal with the media pressure which mm-hmm. will be, from day one, rammed down his throat. I mean, have you seen some of the interviews with him? Mm-hmm. He, get, he gets prickly he, he when gets he gets criticised. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? Um, so, will he be able to deal with Levy? Yeah. Will he be able to deal with the players? Will he be able to deal with the crowd when it starts to go a little bit the other way? Okay? Mm. This is the unanswered question, and the one which, if you have a Carlo Ancelotti walking through the door now, you would go, huh. Oh, You'd have a big sigh of relief and go, you know, here's a man who could deal with every single aspect of the club, okay, from from the chairman to the last supporter that walks through the door. This particular person, there's an unknown factor when it comes to the pressure that the Premier League and the players will bring on them. Mm. No, that's a good point. But Theo, you know, Daniel Levy uh, has largely got it wrong appointing managers. He's got a few right. One could argue... Well done, brilliant. Or you could argue you might have got a bit lucky. The two, let's be honest here, and I think me and Rob, but I think Theo, you were, when Mourinho came in, forget about Poch going and what we felt about that. When Mourinho came in, a lot of us thought we finally got a brilliant trophy-winning coach who's single-minded, whatever. When Conte came in, a lot of us thought the same. We've now got another manager, even a, a, above Mourinho, at his peak, He's just won the title in Italy. And that didn't work. Now, you can argue it's never going to work under Enoch. You'll never get what you want. You can't be bigger than Daniel Levy, although he's, you know, a quiet guy. There's obviously some sort of ego there that no one could be bigger. Uh, yeah. But maybe you can argue a smaller coach like Pochettino was, who's happy to be there. It's a step up for him. That could possibly work there. Yeah, I mean, I think that that idea, I agree with you. When, when Conti came, we thought we'd cracked it. The thing is about Levy, he's, most of the managers he's appointed, and it's the same with Sugar, actually, going that far back. Mm. Most of them, you see the logic of the appointment. You see why they've done it. It makes it made mm. sense at the time. And then we all end up, when it goes on, we all go, bloody Levy. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to pick the right guy. So every, every single one of them is a gamble. This is another gamble. We just like the look of this gamble. It's refreshing because the last two have been the same kind of gambles and they've, been, they've gone spectacularly wrong. They've been an absolute but disaster. There's a huge, there's a huge so, disconnect, uh, you know, isn't there, between the people sitting in the front row of the West Upper, West Stand, and the people sitting below them on the bench by the pitch. There is a disconnect. It is the only major problem. It is the major problem of our club because everything else in our club is spectacularly fantastic. We have a brilliant fan base, an incredibly loyal, incredible fan base. 
We have an incredible stadium, incredible training facility. We've gone through this a million times. We've got amazing history. We're in the Premier League. Every single thing goes for us. There is one problem, a, a recurring problem, a disconnect between the men sitting in the West Middle and the, and the people sitting on the pitch side below them. Now, Conte came, and should we say, did it work, didn't it work? We're in the top four for the vast majority of time that he was, he was there. Mourinho came, did it work, did it not work? Well, we, we made the League Cup final. Mm-hmm. We were there before, obviously, he, 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 he left, right? Um, um, who was before him? Pochettino, who was before Mourinho? Sa- uh, um, Nunes Nuno. Nuno. Well, I mean, that was, a, that was just... Um, it, that, no, he that was, was after, just, that was just after, sorry, he was after, obviously sorry, worked. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, actually, yeah. I don't think the last three managers yeah. were a failure as such. I mean, they all showed signs of it getting us to finals, getting us in the top four, or getting us to Champions League. That was the last three. So they kind of did work. But then there became this disconnect between them and the people sitting in the stands of the West Middle. And until yeah. this disconnect, I yeah. don't know whether the most important person that Spurs need to employ is the conduit that can act between those two people. Mm. Well, well, there, there isn't yeah. one. Well, maybe moment. they've the, got that in this guy, Scott Munn. Well, Munn, who, Munn's who is a, not, Munn is overseeing football. Yes, they, they know each other, another Australian. Yeah. Munn is coming in at the same time in July. Yeah. Apparently, we are, although he'll be the executive of football, there will still be an appointed football director yeah. to shape the kind of players and yes. things we come to work below him. Yeah. Look, yeah. Let's go to yeah. a very quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the squad that Postacoglu is going to inherit. Back in one minute. And we're back for the break. Don't forget this close season. We are, keep bringing you shows. We've got our third season of Top 10 Tottenham. Well-known Tottenham fans regale us with the most iconic moments of their live supporting Spurs. Go and check that out on the same Spurs show feed. And if you want a daily update show, all this going on behind the scenes, please go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Sign up and uh, also don't forget our social media, our, our very vociferous, lively Facebook group, uh, Instagram, um, what else? We've got Twitter. Uh, leave us a nice podcast with you on Apple Podcasts. Um, Rob, the, the, the first thing that Postacoglu does when he comes in here, he'll meet all the players. They come back in July. 33 player squad. Uh, and also coming back, are the loanees that we believe do not want to be signed permanently by their clubs. Undombele, a winner with Napoli, will be coming back. Harry Winks, um, relegated with Sampdoria, coming back. Joe Rodon uh, from Rennes, uh, and also uh, the, the, the wing-back that also was, was there, uh, the Richie got for Knott's Forest. Lacelso, another one returns. And Region, we all forgot about Region. Region's another one that's been out on loan that will also come back. So these players come back. We've then got, obviously, the Kane, will he stay another season? Will we try and cash in now? We've got question marks over our captain with one year left. Will Hugo Lloris go back to Spain, uh, France? There's rumours of maybe him finishing his career in Nice, in which case we're now looking to go and get a first, a ready-made first-choice keeper. We've been linked with David Rye from Brentford. We've been linked today with Pickford from Everton. This is going to be a crazy pre... It's not like a pre-season when he comes in, everyone's there, right, this is how I coach. He's got all this stuff to do as well. In, in, well in, 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 he won't in, be doing it. Well, he's, well, we don't know who's doing it because we haven't appointed a football director yet. So mm-hmm. all this is going to be going on behind the scenes, Rob. 
first of all, he has to make very clear his philosophy and his um, mm. formation and system, the players that we need for that system. I believe it's a very different system to Conte, which means players, possibly wing-backs, will not be um, surplus to requirements. They will be, sorry, they will be surplus to requirements. Right. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a massive kind of character thing, you know. I mean, you want, you know, when you're a manager like him, you're going to want positivity. You're going to want people bringing all that into the changing room. See, I mentioned the fresh start. Do we really want the Celso rolling out onto the pitch again? And, you know, some of the players that just were average at best. I would say it's a very busy summer for, for the hierarchy in terms of transfer. I think we, we, we need to actually sell quite a lot of players. Yeah, we've got and no course, European money coming in. So they've certainly got to sort of uh, trim the budget, one would think. And Kane is, um, I would have thought by now, we would have a very very clear indication of, he would know, surely, with Kane. This discussion would have been happening um, well in advance of now, one would have hoped. Surely now we know whether Kane is at least wanting to leave. Well, I think I, mean, I think he's been wanting to leave for a while, but he's under contract, Theo, and uh, we believe that... Yeah, but if he, if, he, if he holds him to his contract this year... Yeah then he walks away with nothing next year. Correct, right? correct. That, so he has right. to, you know. So, uh, very, very complicated set of circumstances. And probably the yeah. best thing is not yeah. to have a coach who's got some huge ego putting mm. his two pennies in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is why probably he, he would have gone with more. I, it, one of the reasons I kind of wanted Brendan Rodgers was because you hope that, like he would be able to work on that scenario of like bringing one or two Leicester players like Madison or, you know, um, and, and, and would have good connections with clubs all over the country where he'd be able to get on the phone and say, look, take him, take him, you know. Um, that's that's one thing I think is absolutely for sure. This coach isn't going to have much of an input and in where people go and mm. what, what may have a small list of who he wants to come, but... Yeah, there's the Japanese striker at Celtic that's done very, very well. Um, yeah. Uh, banging the goals again. It's, 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 it's a class up. Thea, what's your your feelings? You know, Rob's alluded to to there. If you're Harry Kane and you're going, make me stay, make me extend my contract. You know, the, I think the one thing that could keep Kane there beyond this final season is breaking Shearer's record. I'm sure he'd love just to break it at Tottenham. Uh, I think he will stay this season because yeah. he's under contract. I mean, there's talk of Real Madrid might come in with a big bid. Levy might look at, you know, £80 million and go, well, £80 million, this, guy's going, this guy I know is going next season. Um, what's your feelings yeah. on that? What would you do? Well, I, I think if I'm Harry Kane, I mean, he's, they're having another baby. Mm. He lives locally. He's very much a family man. So that's one reason to stay another year. But the main reason to stay another year, if I was Harry Kane, is I would be thinking, I don't need all this stuff. But at the end of next year, I uh, this season, I own myself. Mm. I hold all the cards, all the cards. And then if I want to stay then, I can still stay. But I've just got to, but, but Levy's got to pay me yeah. what I'm worth at that point. I'll still be worth. When you look at Lewandowski and, and <laughs> Messi and Ronaldo, Kane is a model professional. I think he's always said he wanted to. I think he can play into his mid to late 30s. Mm. Well, so, Kane would uh, have to sign a next two year extension now for him to oh, stay. Oh, you think so? He'd, He'd have what, to. And, and if he didn't, you reckon they'd definitely show him the door? 
absolutely a million percent. Oh, okay. Well, I think, well, then that's different. I mean, I, I, if so he was get being... zero after. Yeah, but it didn't cost us anything. He's kept us in the Premier any, League. But, but, yeah, but you've, got not only that. you've got £100 million pounds now. Well, yeah, but what you know what? You can't replace him with £100 million. No, pounds. no chance. Well, no. We've seen it. We, we saw it with Bale. You can't. You can't. Who would you buy? Well, who'd want to my head, I'm not going to... I mean, you know... I, you cannot replace him. No, he's, he's you can't, you can't no replace him. You can't replace him man for man, but you could probably... Look, if even Tony wasn't um, under suspension, and by the way, that could get turned over. Right. Would you not... Yeah. Would you replace yeah. him with someone like him? I, mean, yeah, well, I don't think he's as good as Harry Kane. No, I don't think not, anyone's as good as Harry no, Kane. So you might get him. You might, you might really... get 80 for Kane. You might spend 60, 60 on Tony, and you got 20 left over to buy some poxy 20 million quid player. <laughs> and then suddenly you look at the situation and you think, oh, right, well, we've got Tony and this poxy player, and we've lost Kane. The I, greatest don't, player think, I don't think Levy could dare sell Kane with one year left. What's happened be, this season? I think it'd be a big mistake. I think there'd be riots. I think with the renewals and the money but that we'll It's not a of him wanting to sell Kane. It's if Kane wants to leave. No, but yeah, I know. We, I, I get that. I, I think what we think is that he doesn't want to leave, and that he would like to right. stay and be left holding all the cards. Because, yeah. uh, and I think if he's left holding all the cards, that doesn't mean he necessarily leaves. Then, by no. the way, no. it just means that he's worth, you know, whatever he's worth at that point, sixty, eighty million quid, and that he gets the money. Mm. But, so but Levy has Levy an asset worth one hundred eighty million. Say, so like you just said, eighty. But Levy has an asset worth eighty million. He's but not can't... going to say. Okay. So well, then in that case, you're going to have to. Zero to us. So you would have to force him out. In other no, we'd have to force him to sign a new two-year. Yeah, extension. but if he said, "I'm not signing a two-year extension," I can't believe that he would keep him. So you think? So he would force him out? Can he do All that? He ends up with zero. Yeah, but can he force him out? Can he make him leave? Yes. I mean, we've seen Bosman's loads of times where players just won't leave until the contract. This is this is different. This is not. This is Harry Kane, the greatest striker we've ever seen at at, at, at Tottenham Hotspur, who has got one year left of a four year contract. He's loyal. I'll see out my contract. I tried to go last season, whatever, but the money didn't come in. I will stay. I will see out my contract. Merch. They make this. They make this the farewell Harry Kane season. T-shirts, posters. Every game sold out. Come and see Harry Kane. He goes with everyone's blessing surely sometimes you can't put a value on things yeah but also i don't even know if he would definitely leave i just think he wants to be holding the cards mm. and when he's holding the cards he, one of the things he might do is stay look he's at gonna let a player hold the cards and him not hold the cards well what's his uh, unless he can force him to leave he doesn't have any alternative does he mm. And I don't know if he can force him. Can he actually say, no, you have to leave because I want the 100 million quid or whatever it is? Well, yes, he can He can force him to leave because you would be in a situation where, say, for example, two or three clubs come in with... Well, they will. Like, Manchester say, United and Real Madrid yeah. will both put bids in. So he will say that we, we want to sell you to one of those To clubs. Real Madrid. He does want to sell yeah, them and, to a British and, club. And, and if he says, no, I'm not going, I'm just going to play and play my contract out, then you will have a standoff position. And, yeah. and there then could happens? be... It could get into a real bad moment where... Kane is not played or... Not the what? I, you know, He's not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Well, there's no way. That would be that, really stupid. That would well, be there's, there's hurting no the team that, and hurting the value of the player. That correct, would be right, correct. So there's never going to be a situation where if the club um, want the player to go, that the player will then just say, well, no, I'm just going to roll into training every day and carry on as normal. But we don't want you. We want yeah. you to go. We want yeah. you out. We want your yeah. money. yeah. Right? What do you think? Yeah, but Harry Kane's going to say, well, I'm not going. 
I would like to see how that all pans out in a yeah, so like club because I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think no. Daniel Levy would even go, oh, wait, we need the 80 million. This is Harry no. Kane. We've got him for next to nothing. Mm. He has, the money he has brought into this team in, yeah. in Champions League qualification, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. can't go, oh, he's worth 80. He's made you yeah. millions and millions and millions. Yeah, yeah. He costs yeah. nothing. Okay. Why is Kane happen. not coming out and committing his future? Because he's under contract. Right, so why is he not saying I'm under contract, so I'm staying? He doesn't have to say anything, does he? He's being canny. We're we're sitting here as as fans on the podcast asking this question. Why, if Kane is going to stay, is he not saying, well, uh, no, guys, it's all relaxed. Do you know what I think? I think it's an old cliche. Everybody, everything has its price. He knows that in a 12 months' time, he's basically sitting on 80 million quid, and he can go anywhere and get that in whatever combination of wages, signing on fees or whatever. But if someone comes to him today and says, look, you're worth 80 million quid in 12 months time, we're going to give it to you now. So we'll pay you half a million quid a week for the next four years until it gets up to that level. And we'll give you all sorts of other stuff as well. Then he might listen, especially if Levy says that would suit me as well, you know, because I'll get some money now. So I'm not, you know, there are circumstances under which anybody has to sit up and listen. But I think, you know, in the light, the kind of offers they're going to get, I think Kane, if I was Kane, I would stay for another year. If if Levy says you're not staying for another year unless you sign a two-year extension, I'd say, stick it up your ass, mate. What are you going to do? Money you're aside, gonna... he, doesn't need, he doesn't need money. He's not poor. Of course not. Doesn't course he not. want to look back at his career and go, I was the greatest goal scorer for Tottenham, England, yeah. and, the greatest score, and the greatest goal scorer in the Premier League? Right. Every <clears throat> pundit on TV has virtually goaded him. Yeah. Into leaving for years, yes, yes. For years. Right? Yes. saying how on earth can you stay at a club <clears throat> yeah. to win nothing? How can you want to win nothing? How can you kind of have no ambition? They yeah. have been goading him for the well, as you say, but last season it went on and on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got to and have carry some... on. Yeah, but all this stuff about all about trophies. Mention apart from Hendry or whatever. Can you think? Of, can you think of any Blackburn Rovers uh, player that won the league title? Most of them are forgotten. No one's going to forget Harry Kane. Whether he yeah. wins, wins a yeah, league yeah. cup trophy or not, he's one yeah. of the, one of the game's greats, regardless yeah, yeah. of what it's he's just, won. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a media. George Best never played the World Cup finals. What does that mean? Yeah. Best a poor player? Of course oh, not. On no. this group, there's three people, and I'm going to have twenty English pounds bet that Kane leaves this the, okay. in this in this summer with okay. you two. Good, I'll take that. But, what? So we, these are two separate twenty pound bets with each of us. I'll have two, with two twenty separate pound bets. Okay, all right. I'll take we it on. as well. We yeah. Well, there we on are. this is this is live, so yeah. there can be Let's no reneging. I'm starting to think Rob knows something. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, we veered. Be, it'll, we be, veered it'll be the again. happiest forty pounds I ever pay out. Fair well, exactly. We veered again. We've got Poster Coglu. We've got Levy. We've got Kane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever happens, it's never boring being a Tottenham fan. My God, no. this no, close no. season now, the players coming in, will Kane stay, Two will Luis go? All yeah. this is going on, unbelievable. And uh, Have anything left? No doubt we will, we will talk further uh, as this summer progresses. Yeah. Uh, but for now, Rob, thank you so much. Enjoy the game out there in Istanbul. Uh, thank you, Mike. Do you think... Uh, City will finally win the uh, win in Europe. What do you think? Yes, Inter-Land? yes, do you think they will. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Who will you be supporting? Yes. Team? Who will you be supporting? I'll be supporting Manchester City. Oh, really? Great British club. I mean, oh. you know, I've got nothing. I can't. 
I can't say I've ever had a bit of anti-City feelings over the years. We beat them in the FA Cup. You know, they've always been a team. We've always been their bogey team, haven't (laughs) we, really? Yeah, so, you know, yeah, no, I want the British team to wipe the floor uh, with everybody. So, you know. Presumably, you don't extend that to West Ham tonight. Oh, of course, West Ham playing tonight. I'm going to take the Fifth <laughs> Amendment on that one because I have West Ham fans that I know, and I'd rather Me not too. take more hate mail, more hate, yeah. hate um, yeah. uh, tweets, or whatever yeah. they come. We can, we can watch that now. Theo, thank you so much. Pleasure. Cheers, guys. Uh, lovely Cheers. to see you. And uh, well, as I said, we're, have a nice summer. We're back every week with uh, Top Ten Tottenham, and we'll be back for some more Spurs show recordings as well. Until the Bye. next time, go away, Spurs. Go on, Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.